Smartcast. With the Baker's Plus Card, it's easy to get lower than low prices for the win. Earn fuel points on every purchase and save up to a dollar a gallon at the pump. The Baker's Plus Card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at bakersplus.com and start saving. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Hello, and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show, featuring Jason Zook. In uncertain times, we must change our focus and priorities. This show will highlight social justice issues with the goal of expanding minds and increasing unity, love, and mutual respect for ourselves and our planet. We support the Black Lives Matter movement. Our show aspires to promote social spirituality, which simply means that by coming together, we can solve any of our problems, including the goal of bringing an end to all forms of hate, discrimination, bias, or oppression. We must protect our environment, reform our criminal justice system, and protect every citizen from police brutality. When we come together, it becomes possible to bridge the gaps that plague our society and divide us from within. We the people means everyone. Hey guys, it's Jason Zook. It's with great pleasure I have the opportunity of introducing special guest Carolyn Carey to the show today. Carolyn Carey is originally from New York. She relocated to Florida in 2006 and lives in Sarasota. Her spiritual journey began in terms of being a Reiki master, and eventually Carolyn used her gifts to realize that she could speak to the other side. And now she's known as the medium of Sarasota. Carolyn has a knack for communicating to the other side. She also has an ability for what's called platform mediumship at local venues and loves to share her gifts with others, giving enlightenment and reassurance whenever possible. Dubbed that psychic from Sarasota, Caroline took the title and ran with it. She now regularly works in Sarasota, gives lectures, writes, teaches, and she also hosts her own podcast called In the Psychic Flow, a live internet broadcast with GoldilockProductions3.com. Caroline's show features many readings for her guests and chats with the best psychic practitioners from around the world. You can catch In the Psychic Flow on such platforms as Block Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, YouTube, and everywhere else on the internet. It's with great pleasure that I introduce Caroline to the show. Caroline, welcome to the show. Thank you. And I'm doing a new format. I know you do video format on your show. I'm doing a new a new Zoom video format and also still doing the regular stuff for my show, but I'm, I'm really excited about having you on. I've been wanting to have you on for a while, and I'm just super stoked about uh, talking about your background and, and your personal experiences. And my first question I want to ask you, mm-hmm. at, at what point in your life did you realize that you had psychic abilities? You know, I was so blind to it. I really didn't, you know, I wasn't encouraged. Let's put it that way. Um, you know, I come from a Catholic background, which is okay, you know, but no one around me, um, even when I was a little kid, really knew my older sisters and my dad, my mother had passed away. So when I was seven, so I didn't really have anybody to ask per se, they didn't know anything about it. So I really didn't know. And then after I started taking Reiki, you know, and I had some experience as a kid and seeing ghosts or hearing them growing up, but really didn't, you know, it was more of a scary thing. I was more scared, you know, freaked out than anything. And um, then as I got older and I started taking Reiki and I took Reiki classes through three states with three different masters and, you know, just kept going and a lot of practice, particularly in Pennsylvania, I had a great teacher, Cindy Parker, and a very good friend. And uh, we would drive up and down the Pennsylvania mountains in her Ford Exploder, we called it, <laughs> doing uh, Reiki on people, you know, subjecting people to our craft. And she's a wonderful teacher. And I started to see people around them. And I was thinking it was past lives. That's what I was thinking, you know, of the aura. Later to realize, well, 
you know, maybe um, it's people visiting them. Maybe it's family around them. You know, I don't know. But I started having a lot of experiences then, you know, even walking the dogs. Uh, I was in Pennsylvania. I was in Bushkill, Pennsylvania for eight years. And I was walking the dogs. It had snowed. And I was by this old farm, which was taken over by the Park Service. And I'm walking along, not, you know, your mind's in neutral. And all of a sudden, I see this Mennonite gentleman uh, from the knees up pushing a wheelbarrow with a straw hat and the beard. And, and he looks at me directly at me and keeps going. And I'm like, what was that? It was so strange. I wish I saw them like that now, to be honest. (laughs) But uh, it kind of freaked me out. So I really didn't know what I had until I moved down here to Florida to go to massage school. And I did that and I joined a church and I went to this little church and there were two gentlemen on the platform of the service doing uh, messages to the audience. And I was like, that's what I want to do. Now, I am i didn't start this this mediumship adventure until I was like 50. <laughs> so there's always, help, there's always help for people who are late bloomers, yeah. you know. I guess I had other things. You know, I was putting kids through college, you know, high school and college and moving and getting myself through school and working. And so I guess I didn't really figure all this out. But the last... 15, well, last 12 years, I did my business as a psychic medium of uh, Sarasota, and I did international calls and um, Zoom and things like that, Vietnam, Canada, places like that. I don't do too much international right now. I guess it depends on where you advertise, but I do all national, and um, how I started was I didn't have any clients. You know, I, I studied mediumship for two years at this church. And earned my wings, sort of, you know, psychic fairs and this. And I traveled from uh, St. Pete to Naples doing psychic fairs in Florida. And, you know, every weekend I had a full-time job and I did some massage and I was doing readings and I was doing this for 12 years part-time. And I retired three years ago from my regular job. So I'm doing this full-time now and it's a lot different. It's a lot easier, you know, way, a lot easier. But it really taught me a lot. So the the way I started, because I really didn't have any clients, really, um, was I just started asking people to refer me to people to practice. And I was reading people all over the United States, all over, Georgia, Kentucky, Miami, California, you know, everywhere. And I did some, I have a contacts in Brazil. I read a whole family in Brazil. Thanks to Laura Romero. That's her her in-laws did Canada, Vietnam, a couple other, Scotland, places like that. So the, the spirit connection is the same, whether they're next door or across the pond, yes. so to speak, which is absolutely amazing. So that's really it in a nutshell. There's no big, you know, big boom, like I didn't get hit by lightning or, <laughs> you know, anything like that. And um, I just, I guess I had them and they were latent abilities and I discovered them. So it's never too late, I would say. Right. At any age, at any age, I believe the universe has, you know, spirit has a, has a, uh, the universe has a, has a plan for us. And it sounds yes. like, you know, you've, you've discovered that uh, at the right time in life. And well, uh, you know what, with uh, a lot of older people, um, when they retire at 62 or 65, or whatever, they start to use, um, discover things about themselves they didn't know, because you didn't have time. You're raising kids and working in the house. And, you know, sometimes at one point you get to, okay, this is the end of my life now. I'm in the last quarter or the last half anyway. It depends. Well, I would say last, last four chapters, five chapters of your book. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And um, what am I going to do? You know, so it's a chance to discover what you've always had. Yes. But didn't realize it. So I like that. when you first realized that you had your abilities, was there anyone else in your family that had it when you were younger and just didn't tell you about it? Or you kind of suspected <coughs> your parents or your grandparents or anyone like that, sisters? Well, since uh, through mediumship, I got to know a lot of my family, honestly, because my mother had passed, my father passed, uh, Sorry. her mother passed, my mother's mother passed at 26. Wow. So that was a, that's a weird story. My mother's mother died 
when my mother was about seven, six or seven. I got hit by a car when my daughter was seven. A pedestrian hit by a car yeah. and I lived through it. So I lived through it. But um, so there was a cycle going on there that I was fortunate enough to interrupt. But I didn't know Helen, my mom's mom, but I met her in spirit. And she tells me that she could see people. So I don't think my mother believed it. I don't think my mother had it. She may have, but she didn't talk to me about it. Um, and my daughter has it a little bit. She's She doesn't call herself that, but weird things happen. She's more on the spook. She more gets more spooked. Okay. I read for a lot of her friends, but she gets more spooked about it. She really does not want to know too much about it. But for me, I think it was just a question of embracing that. Okay. Makes and once sense. I found out about mediumship, you know, my second husband passed away is when I got into it. Uh, he passed away in 93. So I started reading all of the greats like um, uh, Edgar Casey, Ruth Montgomery, a lot you probably haven't even heard of, you know. Edgar Casey is one of my favorites. Yes. So when you raise his name, I'm like, wow. And that's like, <laughs> yeah, that's like uh, when um, John Edwards came out, Sylvia Brown was out, um, James Long Prague was just coming out. So I read all of these books about, because I couldn't understand how, what's heaven like? And how do these people do this? How do they bring people through? So I was already very, very interested in reading about it. When I saw it in person, when I saw people actually delivering messages to the audience, I was like, that's what I want to do. <laughs> that was way cool. And I still have this platform mediumship, which I haven't done much with COVID, you know, because the churches really haven't been open, but I look forward to doing that again. That's my particular thing that I really enjoy doing. And I, I thought that's an interesting term, platform mediumship. So that's like where you're in front of a large audience and you can, you know, people raise their hand, they ask questions like John Edwards that we've seen on, you yes. know, we used to have, and you would just tune into the energy and pick up whatever you pick up. And then you read the people. It's more like um, how spiritualists do their services, their Sunday services. They do healing and they do messages. Um, and they'll have a few mediums maybe on the platform. And they will either go to people that light up for them in the audience. Or in my case, sometimes I ask people, who wants a reading today? And then I will go to that person. And you can do quite a few. And they're very, they should be short. I've seen some really good mediums, but it's like a private reading. It's really too long. That stuff belongs in a private reading. But it really should be short, maybe five minutes per person. And um, so that's what I like to do. Get in, get out. <laughs> Keep it simple. Yeah, yeah. So I, I enjoy doing that. So that, that I miss with COVID. Other than that, I like doing the Zoom and I like doing a lot of video FaceTime chat. So that's how I do my readings now. If I was to tell you, if I was to say this, being a psychic medium is like blank to me. What would you put in that blank and why? Being a psychic medium is like, Heaven, I would say. It really is. It's like the best thing that I ever discovered about myself. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, I call it the, the, the eternal icebreaker. You always have an opportunity to talk to somebody about something that you don't know and then help them understand more about yourself and them. It's interesting. Yes. Well, I meet more interesting people on the other side than I do here. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean to be snotty about it, but there's so a lot of people that have passed, well, most people that have passed, you know, they go through there, they do make their transition and they have their life review. So they have a lot to teach us about what they regret or what they wish they had spent more time doing, or what they're doing now, you know, it really is, gives us some keys on how to live our life here. Like, you know, how to live without regret, I think is, you know, probably the biggest thing we could learn. So they have a lot of lessons to teach. And I love the, the sense of humor. Yeah. I love the, um, the personality coming through. Um, I like the sacredness of it. It's such a privilege to work on that connection, you know, so great. So Absolutely. I really enjoy it. And I'm really kind of proud that I do something well. You know, I feel like I do it well because like you, I enjoy it. Oh. So when you have a passion, you know. 
Well, I think of it this way too. The more we get, I, I find at least during the COVID thing, because it affects me the way the, the pandemic is and just, you know, I'm a cancer survivor. So I have to stay home all the time, basically. And oh. I've, I've learned from the last few months when I schedule readings, if I have a reading, I'll try to schedule it later in the day. I'll work my legal job and then at like six or seven, I'll do a reading or I'll have something like this scheduled. And it elevates my vibration, it elevates my spirit. It's just anything spiritual. It's like nourishment for the soul. I think you said that as one of your things in your bio. You yeah. said being a, a medium is your soul work. You know, it's your soul yes. purpose. And I love yes. that phrase. I love that statement embodying it because when you say soul purpose, some people might think it's S-O-L-E, but you said S-O-U-L. And I want to see if you could describe that a little bit further because I thought that was such a great observation of encapsulating what your viewpoints are on being a medium. Well, you know how you read, you have all these authors on how to discover your true self and you know, how to all this stuff. You know, everybody's got a book. Everybody's got a gimmick on how to do it, you know. And um, it wasn't until I fell into this and embraced it. And I mean, I made every class. I did every book report. I read every book. I did every assignment. I did every psychic fair. I did every church service. I did everything. for. I'm nonstop. And worked it and worked it and worked it. And, you know, when you're especially platform, you're critiqued. First of all, you have to be good enough to get up there. That's the first hurdle. And some people are up there and they're really not that good, you know. And you really have to fine tune that so that you're quick and accurate. You know, anybody can read, but they're like all over the place. And, you know, you learn from doing shows. And when we all work, Kelly Joe and you and myself together, you have to be quick. Oh, yeah. You can't be like you know, paddling around in this pool. you got to get in there and get going, right? Because you got callers stacked up. So it's sort of like that. There's an urgency to be quick and accurate and still deliver that, that significant message. So to me, where was I going with this? So if you have all of these things telling you how to live a better life, how to get in touch with yourself, blah, blah, blah. What do you enjoy doing? Is it painting? Is it building a shed? Is it raising chickens? Uh, is it a garden? You know, is it growing tomatoes? Is it knitting caps for babies? What is it that really lights your fire? That's your sole purpose. That's what you're here to do. I love that. So after I stumbled around for, you know, nearly 60 years, I finally found it. <laughs> I'm like, glad to have found it before I leave the planet anyway. <laughs> Well, and the aspect of it too is when you're looking at soul purpose, because I love the idea of soul purpose. I think you can actually say what's like, I call it my passion and anything I do related to this mm -hmm. stuff is always uplifting. Yeah. It's almost like when you go to the gym and you do a workout for the first time after a long time of not working out and you get the endorphins, the endorphins hitting you and you feel like you're on top of the world. That's how I feel like when I do readings and I know I'm helping somebody or, if it, you know, you feel the... It's, 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 it's interesting. I don't know how you look at it. When people ask you, like, what's it like being a medium? When you pick up stuff from the other side, how do you know it's not something that's in front of your face from your physical senses? What do you say to distinguish the two? Like, how do you pick up your mediumship or psychic information from, you know, the, the real world of the five senses that everyone else has? Well, you know, I went through the whole philosophy of we have spirit guides around us and we have a circle of them. I guess you would call it a circle or a squad, whatever you want to call them. And each one has a different purpose. And my particular purpose when learning mediumship was learning about my doorkeeper. That's one person who interviews with me. So that's a whole nother story. That's Walter. And um, he has been a tremendous guide and teacher for me. So that's another thing that comes from working in this spirituality or philosophy is you learn who you came in with because otherwise your guides are just standing there. Like, you know, anytime now, if you want to, some people never use them or not even aware of them. I wasn't. It's like the big thought, right. And who I thought was my guide really was, was a later guide, but not my doorkeeper. So when I got his picture, I had a trans medium draw a picture of him. And when the picture came in the mail, I opened it up and I was like, who the hell is this? You know, it, and she gave me his name, Walter Henderson and blah, blah, blah. And he, you came in with him and blah, blah, blah. So I started getting to know him. But initially I was like, 
this, this is not who I pictured at all. Well, it was the best thing that happened to me. So what I advise people is if you want to get into this line of work, learn who these guides are, at least your doorkeeper, at least that, because that's your filter. And Walter helps me, lines everybody up. I don't have to worry about it. I just have to show up. And I know that he's got everything behind the scenes. And he's got the spirit people lined up, Mm -hmm. right? And um, so a lot of people are not aware of that philosophy or they don't give credit to their spirit guides. But I'm very grateful for him because he uh, happened to be, uh, have a life. And I asked him when I was doing some research, I was like, Walter, who are you really? Um, and I found his obit and I found his where he lived and I found he was from England and he gave me two clues, 1944 and published. That's what he gave me. So I'm like Walter Henderson, blah, blah, blah. And I found him. I found his obit. I found that he was in the Olympics twice. I found that he was a solicitor for the um, Ministry of Labor in England. So he has a whole different intellect than I do. He's not a Jersey girl or a New Yorker by any stretch. So he has a different vernacular. He has a different vocabulary. And when that comes in, that happens to come in on this side. And sometimes it's like text across your screen or sometimes you're hearing it. These are not words that I would use. So I know it's not me working. And when I have that contact with people on the other side, like today I was doing some readings and one of them like this, these words were just falling out of my mouth. I have no idea why I was saying them. It wasn't a conscious effort. So you know what I'm talking about. I'm laughing because <laughs> everything you're describing is exactly what I experienced. So it's pretty, it's pretty great the way you're There describing. you go. That's exactly how it works. So yeah. how could it possibly be me? You know, how could I know your mother had a black and white dog in 1937? <laughs> I, you know, or there, your dad uh, drew, uh, drove a Chevy um, convertible. You know, I would know those things. I can't Google that stuff. So, um, but people are intrigued and they do ask you, like, how do you do this? All I can say is there has to be a natural ability that has to be trained. I, I am big on training and teaching and learning different ways of doing it and how to open people up to doing it. So what, what do you think about people who are skeptical of what we do in terms of how they feel that it's, you know, it could be debunked. It's, I mean, you do have people who are in the media, you know, you, you have psychics who, unfortunately there's some, you know, how do I phrase this? We, there's bad, bad lawyers, bad doctors, bad psychics. I'll leave it like that. Bad accountants. And there are bad psychics out there. And those are the ones that you'll find in the headlines when they commit fraud or do something crazy. What do you think about people who are skeptical of what we can do? And what would you say to a skeptic if they were to say, oh, all psychics just, they, they cold read people. They don't really know what they're doing. And people who go to them are already vulnerable and they just figure out how to cold read and take advantage. Well, I, you know, I understand that. Uh, perspective and it's okay to be skeptical I think especially of your own work you know you want to validate your own work and then then nobody can take anything from you once you have validation once that client is acknowledging yes my father is in spirit yes my father smoked a pipe yes he liked bologna sandwiches you know once you get you're getting these yeses you feel more confident and you're being validated. If that client is is at peace with, I have her father, that's the most important thing to me. That's it. What anybody else thinks doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Now, when you turn around and you read that person, I don't see how they cannot be convinced. But, you know, it's hard in a big arena, I would think, if you're talking about people that do TV and do all this stuff, I think your evidence has to be spot on. Um, somebody who's really good at that is uh, Mark Anthony, the psychic lawyer. He's excellent at this. He's an author and he's an excellent teacher and lecturer as well. Your evidence has to be really good. And I don't think you can dispute that, but the skeptic really has to watch the reaction of the person receiving. Cause that's, who's getting the message. If they're convinced, Right. Yeah. And, you know, a valid point to what you just said, what I believe 
is the healing that takes place. It's, it's a reciprocal healing, at least when I do them. And you probably yeah. can see this too. In other words, if I have a rough day, cause we're all human, we have our own experiences. And if someone books me for a reading and I do a reading, even if it's a 15 minute reading and I feel at the end of that day, at the end of that 15 minute reading, I feel refreshed. I feel, and, and, and there's an exchange between the person I read for and myself. And yeah. uh, do you think that as well? Well, I'm kind of weird. Um, I would like, if I have an event, I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to do this. Or <laughs> I just don't feel like doing this today for some reason. <laughs> I love what I do, but it's like, oh my God. I mean, for guys, it's different. You just take a, you know, take a shower and throw a clean shirt on. Um, for me, it's like, look at this hair. What am I doing? I had to put some lipstick on. I got I'm like, oh, even for this Zoom meeting, I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> I got to do my hair. Oh my God. You know, when you've been locked in for a long time, you start feeling like you don't have to do anything. Exactly. Thank God I have to get dressed once in a while and do shows and video or I'd never get dressed, you know? But so I always have that. It's my way of putting off a little bit of being nervous, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, because once I start doing it, I'm fine. It's the, it's the, maybe there's a little anxiety and the prep gets on my nerves after a while. I'm like, Ugh. Got to put the lights on. I got to do this. You got to drive over there. You got to put up with this. You got to sit through half a service before you get up there. You know, it's like, you know, <laughs> and you know what I mean? Yes, I do. I, I get nervous. I, 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 um, I used to get a lot more nervous than I do now, but I, I still get nervous even with um, not, not one-on-one readings, but when I do things like for my show and I have people call in, uh, I, I get, sometimes I'll get nervous. That's what I like to do with another psychic too, because not only do I want to share the platform with another point of view and another opinion, but it also is fun when you can do that with another person. But I've, I mean, I've been, I performed individually, but you're right. I think the anxiety associated with that wanting to, you know, have a good experience and do the best job you can do. And then the physical act of having to, you know, I like my off time. I like my downtime. So, you know, working this and doing that, that sometimes is a very valuable thing to have downtime and it's balancing yourself and not burning yourself out versus you know, doing what you can to help other people. That's what I find, at least for myself. Yeah, I think you need to, and I love what I do. Um, and it was almost, it was almost too much for me a couple of weeks ago. I had a lot of readings. I'm very grateful for that. Um, but I was like getting like a lot and more than I've ever had. And I'm like, all right, this is getting to be a little too much, you know? And I was like, I just need a day without any readings. And so I finally got that. I finally got that. And it wasn't that I wasn't grateful. I'm very grateful for that because I wanted Bill too. But I, you know, I also like my downtime away from it. And I like just being, and I like connecting with spirit. So I'm, I'm very grateful to all the clients I have, but I really kind of got a little over, like it really took off a lot of referral and I was like, you know, I don't know if I can do this. So I think it's the perfectionist part in me. Okay. Everything has to be perfect instead of just doing it. It doesn't have to be perfect. You what, know? Do you think, what do you think about the personality of the medium versus the gift? Because I guess when I say that is you could have someone who has a gift, but if they're introverted or they're not confident in themselves or they don't have the ability to be able to be personable, that gift's going to not really go very far. Have you had any opinions about that? Meaning like to to do what we do, you have to have a certain personality. Yeah, (laughs) you do. You have to be up, you know, you have to be able to turn it on and turn it off because you are entertaining, no matter how spiritually minded you are. This is still listed as entertainment in a lot of circles and especially platform. You have to be dressed. You have to look like a million dollars. You got to be spot on. You have to be funny. You have to be, you have to keep their attention. So it's like a show. Okay. (laughs) And, and everybody's watching everything that you do. So on here is not so bad. I can have my pajama bottoms on and nobody knows. (laughs) Uh, I can have my big fuzzy slippers on and nobody knows. Right. Uh, So this isn't too bad, but it's that perfectionism that you know you have to present a facade. And it's it's almost like, I know you don't have this experience, but some of your female viewers will be like, you know, when you come home from a hard day and you take that bra off, that's what it feels like. <laughs> like, take the bra off and relax now. You know what I mean? 
when you have to put a show on, you have to put a show on. Exactly. And they are paying you for that. They are paying you for the connection and for the reading and uh, for that sense of that message that you give them. So you want to be as good as you can be. But when that's over, it's sort of like, okay, good. How about reading style? Because my reading style is unique in its own way. I like to, um, you know, I'll ask for my readings. I'll have people give me three areas they want me to focus on for a 30 minute reading. And then I'll just, I read energy. So you do the same, I'm sure. What do you think about different reading styles of mediums? And how do you think that's, if, if that's important in terms of considering? Well, I think there's probably a medium style for everybody. You know, if I don't appeal to you, then maybe somebody else will appeal to you. So that's fine. Um, I just realized today, you know, like I will go longer. I want like one price at the moment. I go about 40 minutes, 40 to 50 minutes. I was almost an hour today, but it was on one reading. But, you know, some people need a little counseling in there, uh, a little grief counseling, you know, what I can offer. I'm not a psychologist or anything, but what I can offer my personal experience, what I can offer in addition to talking to their loved ones in spirit or explaining how it works. Um, There are different styles for different people. And I will ask them, have you had a reading before? And the only reason I do that is because I'll say, okay, I'm a psychic and and a medium. So I work both ways and I get information regarding both. So where do you want to concentrate on, you know? Um, and cause you don't want them to like at last five minutes, which inevitably, <laughs> oh, I wanted to talk to my son, Joey. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I tell them up front, if there's someone you want to talk to, let's try to get that out of the way or concentrate there, Absolutely. you know? So, and I'm very fortunate that they do come in. Um, that would be disappointing if they didn't, but <laughs> But I think it's also teaching people how to accept the information that you're giving. Sure. Well, what about this? Um, when I give a reading, I don't always retain the information. I don't, I don't retain the information after reading for the most part. There are some things right. I will be able to because it's memorable yeah. for me as well. But I'll have people come, you know, come back to me months, even a year or two later and be like, everything you told me, blah, 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 blah. Do you remember? And I'm like, no, I don't. I've read many people since then and I don't mm-hmm. retain it. I, I was wondering, do you have an opinion about that? Like the ability to retain what you, I, I feel like I channel the stuff or I pick up the stuff and it's really intended for that person that's on the other side of the reading, the recipient. And it's their reading and that's what the information comes through. But for, for myself, I don't, I don't focus on retaining that information. I feel like it's meant for the one person and then that's for the healing part of it. And then that's that. Some people will be, you know, clients, I'm sure like you do that, are frequent flyers, mm-hmm. you know, like will call me a couple of times a year or something or every few months. So those names I remember, I remember their name, but other people will be, oh, you know, you read from my friend, Kathy, or you read from my friend, Nancy, and I'll be like, okay, you know, <laughs> I don't remember that at all, you know? So, and I don't try to remember because I really don't. I want it to be fresh every time I talk to them, yeah. if I can. Some things stand out in your mind because um, people on the other side are still have their character. Everything, everything. everything. It's amazing. (laughs) I meet the coolest people. And I wish they were my family, you know? And uh, so I enjoy spending time with them. So, but I usually don't remember that. Sure. So it's like you get amnesia and that's for a reason, I would assume. I agree. You mentioned earlier that you were raised Catholic. I actually became Catholic at 26 when I went to DC and Georgetown, and then I became psychic and spiritual afterwards. And I wanted to ask you, how did mediumship, talking to deceased loved ones, change your viewpoint about your Catholic upbringing? And if so, what is your viewpoint about that now? Well, you know, um, I'm, I still consider myself Catholic because you don't get rid of that. It's sort of like being Irish, you know, it goes with Irish Catholic. There you go. You're done. That's it. Um, it would be like Italian and Catholic. I mean, they just Virginia go together. <laughs> Part right. Yeah. That's just how it is. And, uh, but you have to realize a lot of mediums are Catholic, come from a Catholic background. James von Prague, John Edwards, Teresa Caputo, Sylvia Brown. A lot of them came from a Catholic background. And I think it's the time spent in learning about the saints, maybe, 
um, developing a connection, maybe praying to a saint because you're trying to seek someone in the spiritual world or recognizing angels, you know, recognizing that there's a whole nother world out there. And I think the Catholic church does do that. So I don't think it's that foreign to you. Um, at one time it was probably like, cause you know, the priests want to be the only one who can read the Bible. They can be the only one who's in charge of everything, blah, blah, blah. But there's a lot of people that a lot of priests and a lot of nuns met that recognize there is another life. There's another world here and there is eternity. We believe in the eternity in the continuity of life, which is practice, right? In the spirit world. So I don't think it's that far a stretch. So I don't really feel I'm abusing it. I feel like I'm just stepping, I'm stepping into the power. And I think the church recognizes, you know, they do exorcisms. They're the only exactly. religion that does exorcisms. So they must have something. They know there's a, an afterlife. They know there's a good and evil. You know, they know this. Sure. Uh, for me, when people come through on the other side, they always talk in terms of having a greeter that when they cross over, I mean, the way it's portrayed to me, and this is just the people who come through to me, they say they cross over to the other side. It's like falling asleep on the couch while watching TV. They don't even realize that they crossed over and they have a greeter that is usually a family member of theirs that they love, that they were real close with their Nana, their grandma, their whoever. And that person that orientates them and everyone else is in that realm and, and they become acquainted to it. And none of them come through and talk about Allah, Yahweh, Jesus, Moses, or any Muhammad, none of that's brought up. It's like a neutral, it's like a personal individual experience. And they'll relay to me who like their greeter, like during the reading, they'll tell the other person who their greeter is. And sometimes that helps the other person understand it is in fact, their loved one coming through. That's just my little theory about it. I was wondering if you have anything, like, I also know like time doesn't exist on the other side. Like I'll get little tidbits from all the readings I do yes. on mediumship. And I was curious, where do you stand on that with the information you've gained or gleaned from the people you've communicated with? Have they shared anything uh, unique about the other side that may not be popular in culture or religion or our recollection of such? Well, some of the things that I've studied um, and one, one thing that I've studied, I wish I could devote more time to it, is the James E. Paget messages. And he channeled, uh, he was a lawyer, who channeled um, Jesus and many of the presidents and a lot of the you know saints and a lot of different people. And there's volumes and volumes of the corrections that should be in the Bible. Okay, now I'm not a big Bible person. As a Catholic, usually don't. The priest usually reads from that. We are not like fundamentalists or Protestant, perhaps, which is very familiar with the Bible. You know, I had to learn to be familiar with that. Um, so I was interested in that. But what they were explaining in there is there really is no need for reincarnation because the prog progression goes on on the other side. A lot of people don't know that. And there are celestial spheres, spheres for people to go to, depending on their interests, their level, how they want to progress. So I have gotten that from other people. I have gotten, you know, uh, my father's kingdom, there are many mansions, or, or I just paraphrase that and, and mangled it. But there are different levels in different areas of different people. And I have had people say, I walked with Jesus. Oh. Or I saw God. No one does that. Oh, I've seen that. I've seen yeah, I mean, I've, none I've of them say that. Say that to me. <laughs> I thought that that was interesting that they're all neutral when they present their information. Like no one talks about Jesus, God or anyone. And I'm like, interesting. I'm not doubting that Jesus, I, yeah. I believe in Jesus and I believe in the angels and all that. And I still, re I have a hybrid in my own personal beliefs because you know how traditional religion always ruled against mediumship for the most right. part. They, they, they castigated it and made it a sin and all that. So right. I don't feel like anything we do is sinful. I think what we do is helpful. As long as it's in the right intentions, we have the power to manifest the right connections and all that. Um, I want to ask you this, looking at your 12 years as a medium and as a, and as a psychic, what's been the most rewarding experience that you can recall at this point? Uh, it could be a reading. It could be a, a, a gallery event that you did, or I, I just want to like, what do you think is your high point that you really enjoyed? Uh, and when you walked away from you, like, wow, I love this. Uh, that was probably platform mediumship. That's probably my favorite thing 
because there's a lot of, um, uh, it's, a, it's a good challenge. And I think if you can walk out of there without embarrassing yourself, I think that's pretty good. You know, because you could get spirit people in a group, you can get spirit people and not sure where you're going with that. And that does happen, but that's okay. Okay, so I'm gonna park you over here. And there are methods to learn how to dissociate from those, you know, but I think that's a real tremendous challenge. The other one was um, learning how to, first I did radio, I had a radio show, uh, which I like, cause you don't have to be dressed for that. So I had to learn how to do that. I had to learn up how to set up, I got, I stacked some really good interviews with people from around the world. And I was very proud of that. And then I joined uh, Goldilocks Productions and we were initially radio and then we went to video, but we're not talking to on the phone or seeing the people that we're reading. Yeah. You're reading comments, which is not my all time favorite thing to do, but I did it and I can still do it. And I was like, wow, that's pretty, I was pretty impressed with that. Cause I'm not getting any younger here, you know? <laughs> and usually when you're older, it's like, Oh, I don't know if I can do this, you know? So I like the fact that I can, um, that I had a good platform career and I would do more if it wasn't for COVID. Um, and I feel very proud of that because not everybody can do this. So I very feel very proud of that. But what I really, sometimes the evidence that comes through in a private reading just knocks your socks off. You're like, wow, that was a good reading. <laughs> You're like, wow, that was a really good reading. Absolutely. And I was like, I wish somebody give me a reading like that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, uh, I like to call psychics and get readings on my own, uh, time to time. Yeah. Oh, do you consult psychics yourself or do you? Oh, absolutely. It's very hard to, um, read for yourself. I had started, um, I was some interested readings, right. When I was in Pennsylvania. So I bought, uh, the writer weight tarot deck. So I was like, I'm trying to practice this without reading the book. Right. Okay. <laughs> so I'm trying to, so I'm flipping cards. I, I had to give up tarot because and go to mediumship because with tarot, I kept flipping the cards till I got what I wanted. <laughs> you can't read for yourself. No. And if you want to speak to your loved ones, you know, when you're training in mediumship, you get a lot of readings because you have to practice on each other. So it was nice to, it was through mediumship. I developed a relationship with my mother as an adult and I got to find out what she was like. I found out what my dad was really like. I found out I was able to mend fences with two husbands. This is a big, that's a big deal. That is a big deal for sure. And um, so I kind of learned how to look at things from the, the bird's eye view, the big, everybody that passes tells me they, re they review their life, but not only that, they're looking at it from the bigger picture. They're being shown the bigger picture. Like, it's not just that you didn't have the skills to do something correctly. This was in your family or somebody did this to you, which made you do this to somebody else. You know, it's the whole picture. It's not just your life. It's how you impact other people and how other people impacted you. Absolutely. So that is really something. So I don't know if that was part of the question or not. I'm just no, no, no. Phenomenal sorry. answer. I, I like to get you, you know, it's so nice to have another medium to talk to because everyone who comes on my show asks me questions about being psychic or being a medium. And I like to bounce my own perspectives and see how someone else with similar knowledge interprets it. Yes. And that's exciting to me. It's great. I want to ask you about your show. Well, first of all, actually, before we do that, if our audience wants to connect with you, how would they locate you? And what would you, what would you, you know, your phone, email, website, whatever you want to share. I want to make sure you can do that. Um, sure. My website is carolannecarry.com and Carolann is C-A-R-O-L-A-N-C-A-R-E-Y.com and it has my phone number and my email on there. And uh, my latest show is on there. It'll be the last show. Um, so I guess this would be Kelly Joe will be on there. Excellent. I think. And uh, it's either that or me doing readings. So I forgot which the weeks are like, there's a lot of things going on this past week. So you can always catch up with the latest show in the psychic flow uh, on Goldilocks Productions, YouTube or Facebook. 
Great. And um, having a weekly show, that's enough for me. I don't think I could do every night, Jason. I give you I'm an experiment. Effect. We're going to see how it goes. <laughs> uh, we'll see. <laughs> Are you going to just do readings every night or? I'll tell you, I'll tell you a little about it. Uh, basically, six months ago, I, I walk a lot. And when I was walking, I feel like my spirit guides, whoever it is on your side was saying, you know what, you should start doing more programming, you should do more call ins, you should have a service to the public where you can use your abilities for like almost like office hours, like you're giving, you know, as a lawyer, they always tell us to do pro, ba- uh, pro bono work. And volunteerism. Right. so with all the suffering that we've been through in the last year or longer, I just was like, that was six months ago. It really hit me. Like, I really should start doing more programming, but I didn't do anything about it. And then literally last week, yeah. I went for a walk again and I'm on the water in Tampa on Riverwalk and I'm excited, you know, enjoying the weather. And then I'm like, how about all the people that died from COVID? And what about all their relatives? And what about everybody else that suffered a loss of a job or any type of life transition that's going on? And I'm like, I, it, it's that reciprocal nature of being a reader. Like, I know that this is what I'm being called to do to try it at least and see what it is. Like I was basically, you have a platform. Why not share your platform and give advice more regularly so that you can fill a purpose there if you could, if you can do it. So that's what I'm going to try to do. We'll see. Beautiful. That's we'll see how great. it goes. <laughs> I've been bar- I was going to try to do it yesterday, but then yeah. I kind of like the weekend flew by and I did a show with Kelly Joe on Friday night and I was enjoying my weekend and I got vaccinated. So that kind of took precedence over other things. And then next thing you know, on Monday morning, I'm like, you know what, if I'm going to do this, I want to give myself at least a week to promote it, do it right. And then start it where I need to. So that's how I'm doing it. But I'm still doing my interviews like this one tonight with you and other people that come on as special guests. So I think it's going to be an interesting experiment and I'm going to try it for 30 days and, and kind of revisit it and see how it goes after that. Good for you. I would, I think one of the reasons uh, we are busy is because of this catastrophe. Of course. You know, of this, I don't know what else you'd call it, the pandemic. It is just a huge catastrophe all the way around, whether you had, you got the, you know, the virus yourself or you had loved ones pass away from it or your jobs are affected or schools are affected. It's really, really not good. And uh, lingering after effects, it's just a tragedy. And think about how it affects everybody on the planet, not just people who have it. Yes. Like every, I mean, I feel like just being isolated or having to ask people you want to see, well, where have you been in the last two weeks? Have you interacted with anyone who's been COVID positive? Have you like, <laughs> I can't wait to go back to the future, so to speak, yeah. where we can go back to some normalcy in the, at some point, whenever that'll be. People are going to ask us in the future, what was it like when you lived through this? It's... I think I, I think one of the po- I always focus on the positives. For me, one of the positives I think people are going to really understand spirituality better. I think there'll be a greater renaissance of spirituality than we would have ever anticipated otherwise. Uh, yeah, I would I would think so. It's very hard when something bad happens. It makes you relook at what you really believe in. Absolutely. Or figure out what you do believe in because people will be like, "How could God allow this?" You know, and I don't, you know, that's not how it works. You know, we have free will, we have free choice. We're here to make a difference. And I think we are starting to realize that it's not just national. It, it, like you said, it's across the world. Uh, everybody is hit and everybody can do a little something. Whether it's deliver a healing message or make meals on wheels or whatever, you know, something. Send a card, send, everybody can do something to help. And you know what I like about it too is the good, the flip side is I think you're gonna have more entrepreneurs. Yes. And I think that's something to think about. Like where what is your sole purpose? What is it that you're good at? Can you do your sole purpose and make money at it? You, Why not? I'm gonna tell you something. I could see you writing a book with your yes. purpose. Is that on your plan? Because I could see that happening. Yeah. Not to give you a yeah. bit of psychic guidance, but that's what I see. As you're talking about it, I get I get psychic things as people talk to me. So as you were saying that, I saw a book and I saw Soul Purpose in the title. So Oh, great. If you do one, I want to hear about it. I'd love to buy one from you and promote it on the show. <laughs> well, it's been nagging me to do it and people have been saying I think you're that. What? I think you're meant to do it. Yeah, I believe so. I'm just lazy, I guess. I wasn't trying to thank you for this because... I started writing a, a fictional account of my experiences developing yes. and I had to put a stop to it. I wasn't sure how to end it. And then I was told that's not the book. So yeah. I was like, I worked awful hard on that. 
and re-editing and I had a cover like you have for this creative everything. energy that when you do this book, I feel like it's going to be very positive and it's going to put okay. the level you want to be at. Yeah. Well, I don't even see you stopping with one. I think you're going to figure out how to do a continuation. So, well, I hope you're right. Cause I'm supposed to be doing that. And I just, you know, I got off on um, the last couple of years with a show, a weekly show, and I was doing a lot of interviews. Sure. And which I enjoyed. And I met, happened to meet a lot of people through the church get what, you know, as a guest coordinator for them. And over the years, I've met some very well-known mediums and I would have them on the show and stuff. And I kind of got, you know what, as much as I enjoy them, I'm getting tired of promoting them. Absolutely. And I was like, I got to show my stuff off. So, and I enjoy it. I complain. I'm like, Oh, I got to <laughs> check you know. Like I got to do my hair, blah, 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 you know? And that's my, my perfectionism and my feeling inadequateness coming through. And I'm like, snap out of it. Just do what you do well. Well, interestingly for me, the show and the platform of the show, I had a psychic tell me 10 years ago that I'd have my own show and I laughed at them because I wasn't even a psychic really then. And I didn't expect to have something and it just happened on its own. And then like, it's been, it's been a lifeline to me. It's been, it's been it's been my own, like, I'm sure you're the same way. Once you do a show and you enjoy it and you get feedback on it or you get, it's rewarding. It's rewarding in such a unique, unique way to be a, a content creator and to put your own spin on things for your guests yeah. to come on and talk. And it, it's, it's, it's amazing to have that opportunity and experience from my perspective. And I think we have way more viewers than we ordinarily would have because of COVID. So that, you know, something good always comes out of bad. Oh, yeah. I think a lot of people like working from home, God bless them. I hope they can continue doing that. They like watching videos like this and ordinarily maybe not have tuned into. You're right. Now they're being exposed to things. It's cool. We have the benefit of living in Florida where, you know, you have a pretty open place. There are areas yes. in our country, which is not very friendly to this kind of stuff. So if somebody can go on YouTube and watch us and yes. hear us talk about psychic mediumship. And, and that's the beauty of, of our technology. You could be in the middle of West Virginia and yet connect with everyone around the world through Zoom and, and podcasts and whatever it is. So it's, we have an information explosion and I think we can literally help the planet with everything we put out there through these kind of episodes and interviews. I think it's beautiful. I agree. You know? I agree. And sharing our experiences. Uh, we're yeah. actually running low on time, if you could believe that. Do you have anything coming up for yourself that you want to promote on the show that you want to share with our audience at all? Do I have anything coming up? Mm. Aside from your book? <laughs> yeah, for my book, you know. <laughs> Not really. I've been asked to do a couple of things. I don't know if I'm going to do them. I'm starting to do some different things on my show a little bit. I am going to start booking uh, some guests uh, like once a month or twice a month, you know, I have, um, usually I have psychic Joanne Leah on. I have Kelly Joe Monahan on. So I haven't been booking because that's a lot of work to coordinate it with somebody else's, you know, it's a pain, you know, and learning their info. So I've been concentrating on myself, but I want to try some, do some new things. I wouldn't go as far as you do uh, every night, but I think I'm going to try to do some different things. And I guess I will work on the book, but as far as, you know, with COVID, I'm not even keeping my office open. I'm doing everything video and I'm really not doing any events, you know, uh, I would have, I would have, if I hadn't gotten so sick for a couple of months, but I don't want to risk it right now. You know what I'm saying? So I'm starting to feel better. You know, I don't want to, I hope we can burn our masks like they did in Europe. I think it was Europe today. They had a big bonfire. In I hope Idaho, that we can do that. Too. They did in Idaho too. I saw it on the news. Oh, Idaho. Yeah. Well, I hope we can do that soon, but there have been some benefits to it. So Absolutely. hundred you know, percent. It's like the journey inward. I did so much of a journey inward that uh, forgiving the past, letting go of negativity, forgetting, you know, I forgave my father. Like you were discussing how you reconnected with your parents. Yeah. You know, or your yeah. I had a chance to connect with my dad who I never knew because we never had a relationship. And it was through the pandemic that I learned to journey inwards and literally forgive him or establish a relationship with him cool. at this stage. And I feel like that's going to make us better in the future going forward if we were able to use this time and, and engage in those kind of things. Mm -hmm. I, I think you. that's perfect. Thank you. <laughs> it, it, I'm not going to say it wasn't easy because it was hard. I mean, sitting in yeah. a lot of times and I call myself the social psychic for a reason, not to stay inside and, and have to ponder on, you know, when, when life will go back to normal. 
you know, I'm excited about what's coming up. I think we're finally getting to that point at some point in the next few months where we'll start seeing progress in a good way, hopefully. I'm glad you said that because I've been telling people that. <laughs> I'm like, boy, I hope I'm right. <laughs> you are, 100%. Good. Let me ask you this, last question here. If you were a spirit animal, what spirit animal would you be and why? And I may have asked you that last time you came on the show. No, I don't think you did. I'll go first. And go I'll, ahead. I always say owl. I know it's repetitive, but... I have two parrots. I like bird energy. I think owls are wise and wisdom is really important to me. A quest for wisdom, quest for truth. And that's where I like to look at things from a 360, 180 degree. Yes. And so that's where I identify with being a spirit animal of an owl. That, you know, I was thinking um, a hawk or something yeah. like that. You can. Just because of that, because of the perspective. If I could have seen so many times what was coming down the road I would have turned left. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have married that gentleman or I wouldn't have, you know what I'm saying? I would have made different choices, but you can't undo. But I think you have a, I think one of the things you learn is you can have a bigger perspective on things. It it really helps you make choices today. And I wish I had learned that. Absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. I want to thank you for coming on. I I know your, your, your phone number. Can you say for audience again, in case they want to call you for a reason? Sure. It is nine, four, one, Seven seven nine three nine seven one. Great. And on your website, carolannecarry.com. Right. You can find out about In the Psychic Flow, your yes. show. And I, I was looking at your site and you have some good stuff on there. So I, I encourage our audience to check it out. Oh, thank you. I've been meaning to redo it since January and it hasn't happened yet. But once you get your book done, you'll have a. a yes. I'm making a joke with you. Um, oh, I'm glad you're bringing it up. Thank some you. reason my spirit guides are telling me to share it with you as a, as a, something to think about. Oh, well, I'm very grateful. I'm going to tell you this, when you do finish it, I would love to have you on to talk about it and share with our audience. Cause I think the topic of soul purpose or whatever topic you're motivated to write about would be very valuable. For Thank you. Learn about. It'll be a surprise to me too. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for coming on Caroline. I just want to thank Caroline Carey for coming on the show to this evening, I had the opportunity of meeting Carol Ann through uh, a mutual professional colleague and close friend of mine, Kelly Ann Monahan, Kelly Joe Monahan, sorry. And, you know, you never know the journey that life takes you. And I encourage you to pursue your path, pursue your passions, find your sole purpose. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to attribute that to Carol Ann and do the things that make you happy. Obviously, we have to work, we have to make sacrifices, but do the things that make you happy. Because when you do the things that make you happy, it'll help you heal in all parameters of your life. And I, I really am excited that I had Carolyn on today because it, it, it's good to get everyone's point of view, especially psychic practitioners, mediums, anyone who dedicates their life to their passion to pursue it intrigues me. And I love having people on to tell their personal story, their spiritual journey. Those are so important to help others along the way. So many of us are starting out who may not realize that they're intuitive or that they have psychic abilities. And it's good to have content out there to help encourage other people that you can do these type of things. It's not a sin. You can help people and you can heal people and it's, and you can heal yourself and grow on in enormous ways. I really appreciate Carolyn. Once again, her phone number is 941-779-3971. She is the medium of Sarasota and I'm so excited. Check out her podcast in the psychic flow. I had the privilege of being on that in November and it was a great experience. Until next time, thank you so much for checking out this show and supporting the podcast. And I appreciate each of you. If any of you have any questions, comments, wish to have any kind of input, you could always email me at the info at the letter D, socialpsychicradio.com. Once again, thank, thank you, you so for much. listening to this episode of the Social Psychic Radio Show. Don't forget to join us for another episode next time. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. You can also check us out on Facebook, and don't forget to visit the Social Psychic YouTube channel. Until next time, it's a big world out there. Keep an open mind, embrace your paradigms, and know that the universe is always yours to explore. With the Baker's Plus Card, it's easy to get lower than low prices. For the win! Earn fuel points on every purchase and save up to a dollar a gallon at the pump. The Baker's Plus Card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at bakersplus.com and start saving. Baker's. Fresh for everyone. 
Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Acid. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast. Back to the arena, the interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the interview. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.